Hello, and welcome to With a Grain of Salt. I'm Jenny. And I'm Cindy. We're two college undergrads still trying to navigate our way through life. Now that we've experienced a little more, we want to give you some of the advice we wish we could have heard along the way. We're now experts, though, so we want you to take everything we say with a grain of salt. Be your own person, and don't be afraid to question what we say. But we hope that we can still sprinkle in some of our own experiences to help guide your journey. Welcome back to With a Grain of Salt. Today, we are going to talk about the most stressful thing, in my opinion, about high school, which is the craziness that is the college application process. I completely agree. I literally have a candle lit right now for this episode because just having to rethink on that point in my life just brings me so much stress. Anyone who's going through the process right now or has been through it, I just know you agree because that stuff is not easy. It really isn't. I think the most frustrating part about the college application process for me was that college is something that you start hearing people talk about the minute you get into high school, at least from my experience, like you get into ninth grade and people start talking about GPAs and extracurriculars. And then as you get into junior year, especially like that's when you start meeting with a bunch of college counselors and you start thinking about which colleges you want to apply to. And then in senior year, that's when all the stress hits because that's when you actually have to apply to college. So it just was like this four year long process of you just anticipating what college you're going to go to and being stressed about it. You get to college and you're just like, oh, I'm here. I mean, college is really fun, but it's not this huge monumental thing that you've hyped up in your head to be like, this is my life changing moment. Yeah, will shape you as a person. Obviously, it's a very integral experience to your character development. I don't know. It, it really doesn't feel like that. But do you know what I'm saying? Like you spend like 12 plus years being like, oh my gosh, college, college, college. And then you're there and you're like, oh, this is just life. Like it just feels like high school, but a little bit more elevated, you know? I definitely agree. Like once you're out of the college application process and you're in college, looking back on the stress that you had for the past four years trying to get into this place makes you realize how extra the stress probably was and how much more relaxed you could have been. I spent so much time stressing out being like, oh, I want to be in here so bad. I want to get in here so bad. Now that I'm in college, I'm like, man, like, why did I beg for this? Like, this is not, <laughs> you know, oh no, nah, I'm still having fun. I'm still having fun. But like, I really romanticize that life. I'm like, oh, studying in the grass. Wow. I'm like, no, I just show up in like a hoodie at the library, caffeinated on like two hours of sleep and open my <laughs> laptop. And I'm like, all right, here we go again. It's not like this just blissful experience. Like you still have your stress and your sleepless nights and everything. But getting to live with the people that go to the same school as you is pretty cool, I will say. I'm also a huge believer that no matter what school you go to, you're going to find what fits for you, if that makes sense. I feel like people have this huge idea of like, oh, I have to go to this school. Like it cares me so well. And yeah, there will be schools that obviously will be a better fit for you than others. But no matter what, you're going to find people that you relate to or you're going to find an interest that you really enjoy or a club that you can be a part of. I know it sounds cheesy, but I guess from experience of going to like random summer camps at the most random campuses that I've just never heard of in my life and still being able to make friends out of like pools of 30 people who I never knew there's always going to be at least one person that you can become really close with. I really think it's not a huge deal if you don't get into the college that you're like, oh, this is going to be the best fit for me. And like, if I don't go to this college, like I'm never going to find friends. No matter what, even if it's maybe in smaller amounts or it's going to be a little bit harder to find, you will find something that fits for you no matter where you go. You could go to Harvard, but just kind of play around the entire four years. And it probably wouldn't be as good as if you went to your in-state school, but really put in your best foot and got the most out of that experience. So with that being said, like big 
big name is not always the best thing. And I totally agree with what Cindy said. Like, you can definitely make the most out of your situation no matter what college you go to. But also before you apply to colleges, like, please consider fit as the most important thing. Like, okay, the reason I'm saying this is because when I applied to colleges, I do not think I considered fit at all. So I guess we'll dive into a bit about mine and Cindy's own personal stories with college applications. I applied to, I believe, 10 schools and my number one choice was Yale. And the other colleges that I applied to were also mainly top tier and I will admit mostly Ivy schools. I applied early action to Yale and I got deferred. That was a whole emotional process in itself. And the reason that I applied to Yale was I do think that at the time I thought that I would really like it at Yale. I did go tour and I was like, oh my gosh, like I could totally see myself eating here at this dining hall and the people that I met, even while I was on the tour of their campus, were genuinely nice people. And I could see myself going to Yale. But I also think that the big name of Yale played a big factor into why I wanted to apply there. I think name in general just swayed the decisions of my college applications way too much. And with any advice you're given, obviously, you just have to find that balance. So consider if you're trying to force yourself to think that it's a good fit or if it's actually a good fit for yourself. Again, what Jenny said with the whole name brand thing and to be like, oh, I want to go in an Ivy League, have all this prestige and all this, I guess the best would be clout for going to such a high tier school. When I was considering colleges, so my top choice was UPenn, specifically Wharton, because I wanted to do business. And I was like, oh my gosh, number one business school, like perfect fit for me because duh, I want to do business. But I do think that I really was forcing myself to see it as a good fit. Like, obviously it's a great school. The campus is super fun. I went and visited my sophomore year, I think, and I actually really loved it. But I also think I was weighing into heavily on the whole prestige thing. I was like, oh my goodness, yeah, I really want to go to UPenn because it's number one school, blah, blah, blah. But once again, it's what you make it. Just because I'm going to the number one school doesn't mean I'm going to be the number one business student. Like I still got to put in the work. I really think I could have also broadened my choices if I just had considered more of personal aspects of myself rather than being like, let me choose the most prestigious schools. I don't think that's always the best avenue to go. Obviously, those really high tier schools are going to be a good fit for someone, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a good fit for you. And maybe it is and maybe it's not. I don't know, but that's for you to figure out for sure. Prestige and clout are definitely a huge factor, I think, for the both of us when it came to college applications. And a big reason for that is because Cindy and I are both Chinese American and we grew up in the Chinese American community. Our dance school specifically, we were just surrounded by a community of extremely exceptional and academically excellent. Yeah, very academically excellent. In conclusion, we were just constantly surrounded by either people that were older than us that had already gone off to the Ivy Leagues or some really prestigious program, or we were just surrounded by our friends who were all accomplishing amazing things. So there was always just this expectation for all of us to get into these really good schools. And the definition of good schools in the Chinese American community typically means the Ivy League. And the lower the acceptance rate, the better it is. And if you get into the colleges like Harvard and Yale or Stanford that have such a low acceptance rate, it's like a little gold star next to your name, just like pointing out this kid. Oh my gosh, yeah, they went to Harvard and they're exceptional. But there are so many things that determine your self-worth that should not be college decisions. So now that I'm out of the process, I can recognize that. But like in it, I think I did base a lot of my self-worth on whether or not I could get into an Ivy League. Not only is there that pressure from the community because everyone around you is doing such amazing things. They're like, oh, shoot, I need to stack up to these kids. But 
there's always eyes constantly on all of us. Like I remember one of my friends who was a year older than me, she got into some pretty amazing schools when Ivy Day came out. So I guess if you don't know what Ivy Day is, basically all the Ivies release all their decisions at once. So you know, if you apply to multiple, you get all those decisions back on the same day. And so she had gotten into multiple schools, but she hadn't really told anyone, but I texted her and I was like, oh my gosh, congrats. Because I heard it from parents who had already had the word spread around because parents are constantly keeping track of what kids are going to what school. And I texted her, I was like, oh my gosh, congrats on all these schools. Like, that's amazing. And she was like, thanks, but I didn't really tell anyone. And I was like, I guess the parents already had it all circulated, you know? And that just kind of goes to show that your news isn't your news and all the parents have eyes on everyone and they know what schools, which kids are going to. And so I feel like that's a lot of added pressure too, because I remember, I don't know if I said this already, but when I was talking about UPenn earlier, I don't know if it was clear, if it was insinuated, but I did get rejected early decision. And it was kind of weird because my thought process immediately after getting rejected, if anything, I felt more humiliated than upset about the fact of not going in, which I guess kind of also goes to show that it wasn't really a great fit for me, but I was less upset about the fact that I couldn't go to UPenn and more upset that I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to find out. Like, that's so embarrassing. The parents are going to spread it around and be like, Cindy got rejected from UPenn. (laughs) Once again, that's just kind of representative of how everyone is watching our decisions in this community. And I think that is also kind of what was pipelining us into being like, oh, we have to get into Ivy Leagues to be seen as like star students in the eyes of our community. And in the end, all that parent gossip, it's really all worthless in the end when you end up going to college yourself what the parents say about where I am has literally nothing to do with how much I enjoy myself or how much I'm gaining from this yes I literally think that we should play what you said on repeat like what you said is so important I felt the same way when I was deferred from Yale early action and then when I was rejected from a bunch of those top tier schools in March it was more of the I just didn't want people to find out more so than me being upset that I couldn't go there which is Like Cindy said, an indication that I wasn't considering what school was the best fit for me when I was applying. The community that we were in, they were always just so on top of whether or not someone had gotten into a college. Like, this still annoys me to this day. Like, I'll talk to some parents that were part of, like, our dance community, like the Chinese-American community. And one of the first things they'll ask me when I refer to someone is, oh, where did they go to college? As if, like, that's the most important thing about them. And that always makes me so annoyed. It's always implied if you tell them a really selective name like Harvard or Yale, they'll be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And if you tell them the in-state school, they'll be like, oh, okay. Like the reaction just won't be the same. And that's just so frustrating to me because the college application process is so personal to you and the colleges that you apply to and the college that you ultimately decide to go to should be based around what you think is best for you and not what some outside people think. And it's crazy how much the Ivy League is romanticized, in my opinion, just because from having friends who go there, like, obviously, we know that going to an Ivy League is not easy, but imposter syndrome is real. And especially when those people who have been highly praised in their community move into a new community where literally everyone is amazing at everything and you're no longer I guess, number one or on top of everything or being praised for everything because everyone's like at an equal playing ground. Like that's not easy being like, oh shoot, like maybe I'm not as great as I think I am, which is totally not true. It's another culprit of the comparison game, but there's always those hardships that come with going to super high tier school and being surrounded by super geniuses. I remember when I was in my college interview with the Yale, not admissions ambassador, but a Yale alumni that contacted me for my Yale interview. And she was just asking me like the typical interview questions. And then at the end of the interview, she just said, I just want you to remember 
there are pros and cons to going to Yale. Sometimes it's good to be a big fish in a small pond. And sometimes it's good to be a small fish in a big pond. So it's really important to consider which one you want to be because clearly like going to school like Harvard brings about a lot of opportunities. But also like Cindy said, the adjustment you'd probably have to make being surrounded by all of these amazing kids is definitely a transition you have to consider. That was a much more coherent way of saying what I was trying to say. (laughs) I think we should just talk about what we did to cope when we got rejected from college. It's going to sound so cheesy. It just takes time. Obviously, having support from your friends and like having those like nightly bin sessions sometimes that you know you need where you're like, man, let me just make myself a bowl of ramen. That's the first thing I did after I got rejected. I made myself a bowl of ramen to help myself feel better. But honestly, sometimes you do have to just let it out and give it time. It does help you honestly grow as a person because I did a lot of, I guess, just like searching online of being like, who else got rejected? Like blah, blah, blah. And I remember seeing this Twitter thread of people being like, leaving their replies. What school was your dream school that you got rejected from and where you are now and how you feel? And every single person was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so glad I ended up here. Like, this is perfect for me. Like, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I remember reading that and being like, yeah, right. Like, honestly, that's VS. Like, they're just trying to make me feel better. They're just trying to make themselves feel better. But now that I've been through that experience and I am at a different school and I've had my first semester there, like, even though it's only been a semester, like, I wholeheartedly agree. I've never been happier to be where I am. And I think that everything worked out for the best. And I can't even imagine how I would be right now if I was at UPenn. Like, I think the universe honestly just made it work for me. Like, that's the best way of saying it. Like, this is going to sound so freaking cheesy, but you can believe what you want to believe. I honestly feel like everything happens for a reason. That's the way it's supposed to work out. Like, it's going to help you grow as a person. Obviously, I feel like I wouldn't have come to some of the realizations that I did about the college process and just, I guess, the way I attach myself worth to it if I hadn't gotten rejected from UPenn. Definitely a character development moment. While it was super hard getting rejected from all those colleges, I came out. This is going to sound so cheesy, but I did come out a lot stronger because you realize that your self-worth is not dependent on whether you got rejected from a college or even if you were accepted into a college. There are so many factors that go into the college application process. Whether you like it or not, you don't have a lot of control over. Like, I just remember hearing some people say that colleges like Columbia or Harvard or Yale or Stanford that get thousands of applications that they have to go through. I mean, I've never been in that room before, so I can't tell you if this is a fact or not. But like, I just heard that when you have so many applications to get through these college admissions people, they're still human. So like maybe they just had a bad day and they were feeling less positive about your application while on another day it might have been more positive. Like it might sound bad, but I really do feel like you as an individual honestly have less control than you think you do when it comes to how these college decisions are made, just because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes and honestly, a lot of luck that goes into it and other factors too. Like there's like legacy kids and all that, but that's like very complicated. If a decision comes back and it's not how you expected, it's not a hundred percent because of how your application was. Like that doesn't mean, oh man, my application was so bad or like I went wrong here. Like there's so many other things that go on in that admissions room that you will just never know. And that plays a huge factor into how things turn out. I think the best thing that you can do is just to put your best foot forward, like create that application that you think represents you and you are proud to turn in. And I think that when you do that, you can achieve a sense of peace knowing that you put your best foot forward and they still didn't want you. That sounds a little convoluted now that I've said it out loud, but if you put your best foot forward and 
represent you and they still don't want you, then I think then you can make peace in your head and just say, okay, then that school is just not the one for me. And there's a better one out there that fits me better. Those rejections really will help you find a better fit. Having to go through that process of getting rejected from UPenn, I remember after I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to go crazy over winter break. I'm going to apply to every prestigious school and like show them, be like, look, like I got into all these schools. And then I started actually doing research on all these prestigious schools. And I was like, none of these fit me as good as these in-state schools would. And none of these programs would really be as beneficial to me as like the business program at the school that I'm at right now. And so that was that like switch that flipped in my head where I was like, oh my goodness, like, wait, this school is the best fit for me. In the end, all these bad things happen for the best. Once again, cheesy saying, but when one door closes, another one opens. And (laughs) it's so funny to be hearing all these cheesy things because if someone was telling me these things my senior year, I would be like, man, just shut up. Like, what are you like? Like, what are you talking about? Like, are you just reading Facebook quotes? But you really do have to live it to be like, okay, as cheesy as it sounds, as much as I don't want to admit it, like these things really are true. And they're being said for a reason. The college application process is almost like a spiritual journey. It's definitely a self-growth moment. But my biggest point that I want to really hammer in this episode is that all you can really do is put your best foot forward. But please put your best foot forward for colleges that suit you. Like now that I'm at Pomona College, I can't imagine myself being anywhere else. And let me just say, I got off the waitlist to Pomona College and the college that I originally was going to go to was NYU's Gallatin School. And looking back on it now, I do not think I was a good fit for NYU at all. I think I would have enjoyed the hustle and bustle of New York City, but I am so undecided in what I want to do in life, and I'm so undecided in what I want to do with my major. And I think I convinced myself that I could find out what I wanted to do when I was at NYU because the school that I applied and got into, Gallatin, was the create your own major school. So I was like, oh, I can just explore and figure out what I want to do, but Thinking about it now, that would have been really hard because when you have to create your own major, you kind of need a bit of guidance and a bit of direction in what you want to do in life so that you can create the major that best suits you. And I think that's best suited for people who go and knowing what they want. And that was not me at all. And that's still not me today. So fit is so important. Like if I had gone to a school that had required me to know what I wanted to major in from the very beginning... I think I would be so lost right now. Considering the factors of whether or not you have to go in with a major declared, where the location of the school is, how big the school is, like intimacy in the classroom is a really important part of my academic experience at Pomona College right now. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And also all the opportunities that come along with it. Like there's so many other factors that should go into considering what college is the best fit for you other than just the big name. All this advice, like, I feel like I say this with every episode, it low-key sounds contradictory because it's like, oh, yes, like, go find your best fit. But also what you think is your best fit, like, might not actually be your best fit. Like, your best fit will come and find you. But also whatever school you go to, you will obviously find a place to fit in. And I think it's all very true and all ties in hand in hand. And also when it does come to this advice, it doesn't have to be this whole big convoluted plan with like 10 bullet points you're like okay I need to find best fit and make sure that I actually think it's best fit like it's honestly just a process of doing your best and me and Jenny honestly really had no idea what we were doing going in half the people or maybe like all these seniors who are going through the process right now they're not here being like oh my gosh like best fit like ah you know what I'm saying you just kind of create your own plan and you figure out and navigate it as you go 
And I do think it's good to keep in mind these kinds of things, but don't be too harsh on yourself or don't put so much pressure on yourself to be like, I have to find the perfect list of colleges and go through this perfect process. Like it is going to be a messy process. And if it isn't, that's awesome. Like, I really hope that's how it turns out for everyone going through it right now or who will go through it in the future. You know, in the end, it's just a growing process and you'll learn more about yourself. So I guess that's all just to say, don't put so much pressure on yourself as well to line up perfectly with this advice with every single step you do, but just keep it at the forefront and follow your own path and take everything we say, ah ha ha, with a grain of salt. Perfection is overrated. So you know what? If nothing else, you'll get a lot of character growth like Cindy and I did. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have to be a perfect plan because I feel like it's barely like that for anyone. But that's half the fun of it, I guess. I would not have described it as fun while I was going through it. But, (laughs) you know, looking back on it, maybe it was fun. Also, I know we've been preaching a lot about like, I guess the emotional part of college, like let yourself grow from the process and don't put so much pressure on yourself to have it be perfect. But also if you're going to take away like one actual piece of advice where I'm like, okay, actually listen to this, put pressure on yourself to follow this piece of advice is don't procrastinate. And I know also that's going to be so annoying to hear, especially from someone who, as myself, I procrastinated the whole college application process like so bad. So I had an early app due on November 1st and I had to spend my Halloween, October 31st, all Halloween, just like finishing up my essays for that application. Like I could not go out with my friends and have fun or like eat candy or watch a fun movie with my friends and make snacks. Like I had to sit in my room by myself and write my essays because I had put it off for that long. So please just take the time to space things out well, because you also just want to enjoy your senior year you know you only got one of them you don't want to be stuck at home like me on halloween finishing up all your early apps so my one piece of hard advice where i'm like okay don't stray away from this like actually don't procrastinate or try your best not to at least like don't beat yourself up over it if you end up doing it because a lot of kids end up that way but if you can avoid it please do i was also definitely guilty of super procrastinating my applications i was You know, maybe it was also a bit of self-sabotage. I could give myself like a reason for why I didn't get into these places. But I would say most of the applications that I turned in, I didn't start the essays for them until probably the day before or two days before or even the day of that the application was due. I think that a large part of it was when I was procrastinating, I was thinking about how daunting the experience would be of writing these essays or like that one huge essay or these like two short essays for that college application that you know that a college admissions person will read and will determine whether or not you're rejected or accepted, which is a lot to take in when you go into the process. So in college now, I think I've also gained like this tip from my ID one, which is like our college writing class, a way to help diminish the procrastination that you experience when you're writing is to just do it step by step. Like don't think about what could come from the essay just think about okay so today I'm just going to write out the outline and maybe the next day I'll just write a paragraph and doing like little baby steps like that I think will help you manage your time a lot more and help you focus in on that essay rather than think about oh my gosh like this determines whether or not I get accepted into XYZ college, which will make you want to procrastinate even more. Enjoy your senior year, you know, obviously spend enough time to make your college applications like representative of you and something that you're proud to turn in. But also don't hyper analyze everything and like lock yourself up and spend weeks upon weeks just working on college apps and only college apps and like avoiding everything else in your life because especially with corona personally cutting off me and Jenny's senior year at second semester which was supposed to be that semester you know where we're like we're done with college apps like now it's time to chill and have fun like it made me 
made me realize like I was glad that I found the balance between being like, all right, I'm going to work on my college jobs. I'm also going to like spend time like doing things I enjoy or doing extracurricular activities that I like or spending just like time with friends, like maybe getting dinner with them on a night where I could have been like, I don't know, I guess editing my essay for like the fifth time, you know, really cherish that time that you have because Once again, you only have one senior year and obviously don't go off the rails and be like, yeah, I'm just not going to do any of my college apps and I'm going to write all my essays the night before, like still manage your time well, but also try and keep in mind, I guess, the balance of being present and enjoying the time that you have with the friends in high school that you have, because you never know if you're going to get that back once you go to college. Yeah, I think that's a really good note to end on. Like I said, when I started this episode, the college application process and applying to college is something that a lot of people stress about, even like when you first start high school in ninth grade. So when you stress about something like that, that's so far in the future, it can take away from the experiences that you can have right now in the moment that are also super valuable as well. So in the years leading up to senior year, like try to find the balance between having experiences that you can cherish with your friends and hold as memories. And while you're in senior year, like while I know it's super hard, honestly, editing your essay for that fifth time, like Cindy said, I don't know how much of a difference it would make. So at that point, just go out and celebrate the fact that you finished your application and that you're on to the next best thing. Be present, do your best, manage your time well or as well as you can. Everything's going to figure itself out and you do have a hand in playing out what's going to happen in the future, but also a big part of you doesn't. So just let what happens happens and navigate as best as you can and you'll come out a better and a stronger person and you'll end up exactly where you're supposed to be. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rate and review. You can also find us at With a Grain of Salt Podcast on Instagram for more updates and go to With a Grain of Salt Podcast.com for show notes. If you have any questions, comments, topics you want us to talk about, or you just want to say hi, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram or email us at contact at With a Grain of Salt Podcast.com. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. We're always down to have a conversation to help make our podcast better for you. But before you go, we want to remind you to take everything we say with a grain of salt because no one knows you better than you do. Stay awesome and we'll see you next time.